Welcome back! Holy shit! We recorded one fucking podcast, and then coronavirus hit, and they thought I could take us down. Couldn't take us down. We're fucking back at it, and we're stronger and better than ever. We got a new microphone, we have a new processing uh, application, we are on... Words are hard. What are they? What is it? Audacity? Yeah. We are on Audacity. We have moved. Audacity, hit us up. For a sponsor. We'll take your money. We have moved. We're in a new location. We were exposed to Miss Rona. The complex, we're going to call it. We're here at the complex, live and loud. We were exposed to the Rona. A good buddy of ours got it and then decided to start licking all our fucking doorknobs. And so I had to take off work. She had to take off work. Some of our buddies are still off work. It's been a shit show. We tested negative. We got through it. Somebody got a new job. I did get a new job. Somebody works with the barbecues. I do. Uh, what else happened? Our dog got a haircut. <laughs> I don't think they care about her haircut. And a new toy. <laughs> and we're still here. Still drinking. Still watching movies. I am having a cold, crisp Michelob Ultra. And you? Just straight vodka tonight. Jesus Christ. It's Friday. Come All on. Right. This, this won't last long. You won't make it far. <laughs> uh, so, as I'm sure many of you know, uh, coronavirus struck, and they shut the movie theaters down. And there being no movies coming out makes it extremely difficult to conduct a podcast <laughs> about watching movies. And reviewing all the new stuff. So, we've been kind of bouncing around ideas of, you know, maybe uh, doing the Tarantino movies, Maybe doing specific actors or specific, you know, trilogies or shit like that. Um, and then lo and behold, today, July 3rd, what releases to Disney Plus? Only the greatest thing ever, Hammer Film! That's a little exaggerated. But a, uh, it a, is not a recorded musical was released on a streaming platform. I wouldn't call it the greatest thing ever. It was pretty good, though. It's amazing. Hamilton. An American musical. It's a musical based on one of our founding fathers, who is kind of a dirty whore. But he's a bit of a piece of shit. But it's okay because it's it's fun to watch and it's a good time and it's really long. See, we tried to go watch the actual stage production. But we're broke. But, well, yeah, and we won uh, we won tickets like those ten dollar tickets they were giving away in the Hamilton lottery. Yeah, so we won it. I won it because I'm. A bad son of a bitch. He's just lucky. And I had these tickets, and then they're the same week as a huge country music festival, and so we decided to go to that and get shit-faced hammered instead. Well, I was working it. That's why we didn't go. <laughs> like we were going anywhere. Oh, don't even. We weren't missing LJT. Anyways. So, we sat around waiting, um, listened to the soundtrack. Uh, you know how long it took me to get him to listen to the soundtrack? I have been a follower since it first came out, the soundtrack, in 2016. I was a little junior in high school, and I was just bumping to some Hamilton. And we got together, and I was like, you really need to give this a shot. And he's like, I don't like musicals. I'm straight. <laughs> and I kept telling him how amazing it is because it's not like other musicals. And finally, whenever they announced that Hamilton was going to be on Disney+, and he knew I was going to make him watch it, he decided to give it a shot. And what happened? I listened to it before that. Only because I made you. I still listen. I liked it before. Did I? No, no. until the announcement? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Well, <laughs> it's incredible. If you haven't got the chance, <laughs> holy shit, it's amazing. 
I, I think I think what got me was I like history. I'm a big fan of, of history. Yeah. Um, it was always one of my favorite things to study back in school. And I didn't know much about, all I knew about Hamilton really was the $10 bill. And I knew that Aaron Burr killed him. Yeah, he died. Him. He died pretty young. Uh, but other than that, I didn't know shit. And I think along with, with most people. That's, that's all everyone really knew. Didn't really know anything about him. Because he didn't really do anything incredible. He just did a lot of things that are quintessential to the country we have today. Yeah, for sure. Set up the national banks. Mm-hmm. Set up the Coast Guard. Probably did other things. Uh, he wrote the Federalist Papers. Wrote the Federalist Papers. He basically proposed the Constitution to the Congress. He was the one that defended it and helped amend it and everything. Yeah, yeah. he was real big in the Constitution. I mean... He was a part of our first murder, tr- murder trial in the U.S. Yeah, he was a big lawyer. When we first uh, gained independence, he was a general under Washington. Yeah, he was Washington's... He was Washington's right-hand, right-hand man, manager. as they say. <laughs> I mean, he was he, he was big. He was instrumental in creating and founding this country, starting programs that we use to this day. Yeah, our I mean our bank system. Yeah, we the still whole bank system it. was set up by this dickhead kid from the Caribbean. That yeah. was he just he just came up with that shit. And the fact that nobody knows about him, I think, was one of the big deals of uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. The guy who wrote the musical, mm-hmm. I think it was his big inspiration. He he said that he wrote a auto read an autobiography. It's what, based, an autobiography. No, <laughs> read a biography about Hamilton. Yeah, it's called Hamilton. It's called Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. It's this book that this guy wrote, and Lynn is a big history buff, American history buff, and he read it, fell in love, took that book, and decided, well, I'm pretty musically inclined. He had already wrote one musical. He already wrote two. Two. He musicals. wrote In the Heights, and uh. Wrote another. Yes, uh, Bring It On the musical. Ah, that's right. Well, did he write that one? Yeah. I it was just, oh, there you go. He helped write that one. He He's was already a, two musicals deep. Exactly, and so he sat down, and I mean, he couldn't just sit down and write. He had to go and like write a subway station to a subway station. And that's whenever the words would come to him, which I think is really cool. It's like Eminem. Yeah, kind of. I mean, just... Headphones staring out the windows. It's raining. <laughs> yeah, okay. Bumping. 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 <laughs> no, but he just took this book and turned it into something beautiful. And he was so... It took him like three years? Yeah, I think it was something like three or four years to get it all fleshed out. He started out with just one song. He wrote like a song a year. Yeah, it took him a while. And he started with one song, and he pitched it and got turned down. Pitched it and got turned down. And finally someone gave him a shot, and helped. And then he really fleshed it out and got it all put together. And then sat down with some other people and cut some songs and added some others. And it was just this huge, long, drawn-out process of making this groundbreaking musical. So groundbreaking. But some really fun stuff about Lynn. It's the first one I've ever listened to. I didn't give a shit about him. I know. Cause well, I I had seen Les Mis when it came out in theaters. Different. I mean, it is a musical, but that's the only movie. because it had Hugh Jackman in it. Are we going to go on this rant? On a Hugh Jackman rant? On your obsession. Hugh Jackman's the greatest actor in the world. <laughs> no, what are you he's fucking not. talking about? He he's so versatile. No. He, no, he's not. He's pretty fucking good. He can sing. 
and he can just be a brooding man. That's it. That's two more things than you and I can do. <laughs> I can be a brooding man. No, you can't. <laughs> I can throw you through most things. Doesn't mean I can't brood. Yes, it does. I just get my serious face Shut on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I, I, I had watched Les Mis, hated it, thought it was way too long, didn't like Russell Crowe in it. Uh, he was. It was one of those moments where, like, you're making a musical, so you can either get good musicians, you can get big names, and they went with big names and shitty musicians. Russell Crowe can't sing to save his own fucking dick. Oh, it was bad. But do you remember? Have you seen Les Mis? Yes, I've seen Les Mis. Do you remember the part where Russell Crowe kills himself? He falls off that bridge. He's like singing about how he couldn't catch Hugh Jackman, and he falls off the bridge. And it's like big suspenseful music, big swelling orchestra, and then he cracks on this little brick, and it's like, Whoa, calm, and he just <laughs> rolls into the water. <laughs> Kills the whole fucking, it's the funniest part of the film. So you've never seen a stage production before? No, never a legit, well, I did see Aladdin performed by, uh, what? by, by sixth graders. By sixth graders. <laughs> one time. It was awful. It was uh, so bad. They can't sing, they can't act, they don't know where they're supposed to be. I don't think most of them really cared for the project if I'm honest they were underpaid overworked <laughs> shit costumes is that the problem in our country yes they didn't pay them <laughs> had they paid those kids even in like fucking candy bars they'd give a shit about it okay and I was in a retelling of the three billy goats that go across the bridge and the troll eats them you know yes yeah I was I was the smallest billy goat so I've done a little stage performing myself no, you haven't. I have. I was a billy goat. <laughs> no, my first ever actual stage production that I went and saw was Wicked, whenever it was touring through Dallas. I was about to go into my freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. and it completely changed my life. I already enjoyed theater, but then I fell in love with it even more after that, so I... Nerd. Leave me alone, okay? Okay. I don't mean to cut you off, but... So, if you have gone and seen the performance of Hamilton, but you didn't see it in New York City, you didn't see Lin-Manuel Miranda, no. you didn't see David Davis, or... David Diggs. David Diggs, or uh, Leslie Odom Jr., or no. Chris Jackson, you saw... A touring company. A touring company that did the same performance. But if you go to Disney+, Plus, it's a recording of the... the original Broadway. Original Broadway cast with all the big names. Yeah. Would you recommend say it was in Dallas Mm -hmm. and you had to choose would you watch the pre-recording in your own house which is kind of worth something of the original Broadway cast or go to Dallas and see I would go to Dallas you would see a live production by the different people there's something hey there's something about getting dressed up being in the theater because you know it's proper attire of dressing up you know dressing really nice and going and sitting there and being in the environment there's a lot of respect there and it's always really quiet like you know like in movie theaters there's always the occasional noise Mm -hmm. of something going on someone whispering to someone someone eating not in a theater it is silent only thing that you can hear is orchestra and the actors and it's really really cool it's just a completely different experience and they do live orchestras most of the time right? a I lot of times supported. um some, now, some of it's got to be like some, in the reynolds pamphlet it's like a really deep like almost like a club bass tune 
Yeah. That's got to be pre-recorded, right? Yes, that, they do pre-recorded, but most musicals do a live orchestra. You know, they have a full orchestra, mm-hmm. and it is really, really cool. Just, just kind of the atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Everyone is dressed up, and, you know, everyone's there to have a good time. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, I would suggest, even if it is a touring company, I would still suggest going and seeing it because you're going to see something just a little different than what you're going to see here. Anytime mm-hmm. you go and see it, something's going to be different. They're not going to take the exact same step here, and you're going to see that, and it's just Well, just I even different. noticed from the soundtrack, because I had listened to the soundtrack mm-hmm. a dozen times over, mm-hmm. and with the stage production while they're running around and they're dancing and they're putting on the show, like the words are structured different mm-hmm. they say some shit quicker so that they can get a breath in because yep. they know there's no edits so even the even the structure of the recording and the production by the same people yep. still comes out different exactly yeah they're definitely different and uh, but no yeah I would definitely recommend going and seeing I mean if you have the opportunity to go see it definitely do because kudos to you for being able to afford that or winning those cheap tickets or wh- or whatever, you know, just of course go ahead and do that because, like I said, there's really nothing like it besides really going and doing it. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I don't know. It's kind of like watching baseball's boring, but going to a baseball game. Mm, yeah, the atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. So we're still talking. Are we supposed to be on Lynn? No. What's the? It's a half-assed written. Where were we? First impression, explain. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, um, Lynn, yeah. Background. He's Puerto Rican. Yes, Lynn Manuel. Man, Lynn. How many? Lynn. <laughs> how many beers have you <clears throat> had, babe? Lynn Manuel Miranda is a Broadway producer, writer, and actor. Rapper. He produced, composer, wrote, and performed. Hamilton, as he's done with his other, he was in the Heights and in Bring It On Musical. Was he? He was. Fucking this bitch. Oh my gosh. Anyways, the movie's better. They needed him for the rap parts. Oh, and Bring It On. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I would have got too. Well, and he he's done other shit. He was in. He wrote some Moana songs. Yeah, he which did. Is probably the best Disney film out there right now. Well, it's been the best for a while. It's really good. Yeah. It's probably better than Frozen. I would say so. Because the music is catchy, though. Because Let It Go was on every radio for like eight years. Is there a song? Do you think Let It Go is a good song? Is it a good song? Mm-hmm. No. Why do you think it got played so much? Because it's catchy. Is little there a kid, catchier song? Little in, kids could sing Let It Go. Is there a catchier song in Moana? Yes, I just can't think of the name Maybe of it You're right Welcome? Now. Yeah, You're Welcome. Ryan Johnson's first song? That was huge. Yeah, that's pretty good, I guess. And... What was the other one? Whenever she's like going out to the sea. Oh. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, yep. It calls me. Yep, that yep, one. That one. No one knows. Yeah, see, kids can do that one because they just. Far it goes. All they know is how far I'll go. That's the name of it. And they'll just. And no one knows. <laughs> I mean, that's just how kids sing it, and they just love it so much. So, I think, yeah, I think Moana's better than Frozen, for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. I just don't know if it had the impact. 
It's Frozen was everywhere, dude. It was. Of course, was. it was the first big Disney movie I put out in a while. I want to say. Yeah, that was. There hadn't been much before it. No. That it was like original. Original and cartoon again, and you yeah, know. that's true. They'd been doing a lot of live action shit. Yeah, and so, yeah, um, I don't know. I just think Moana was really good. It had a some a pretty decent story. The fucking pig was so cute. Yeah, bullshit on the chicken going. It's because the pig was afraid of water after their first trip out. I don't, Duh. I don't know, it's fucking bullshit. Duh. The pig should have been on the boat, not the chicken. All right, Lynn. What were we talking? Hamilton. Yes. yes. Lynn. Lynn who, Manuel. Who turned you on to Hamilton? My actually, my director in high school, my theater director. He sat us down. He's like, guys, I just want you to know. He's a theater director in a high school. Yes. He's gay. No. Straight, married with two kids. Hmm. No, Come Mitchell on. was cool. Come on now. No. Mitchell? That was his last name. Hmm. He was awesome. I loved we'll let him. It slide. Um, yeah, one day we were in class because I had theater two, three times out of the day. And we were sitting in class and he was like, guys, this is extremely important. We're like, oh God, what's going on? Like, did our sets fall apart? Whatever. And he was like, there's this new musical out. And hear me out it's a rap musical we're like what the hell is he talking about that doesn't exist yeah that that was a new thing and yeah. he made it a hip hop I feel like it's not the first hip hop musical anyway. it might just be the first big one anyways what are we thinking we're gonna get there and he was like hear me out it's a hip hop musical and it's really fucking good and he was just going on about it and he was like whenever you get a chance listen to it so, of course, that day I downloaded it, and I started listening. Fucking teacher's pet. No, I just, I respected his opinion and his recommendations because he's a good director. Teacher's pet. <gasps> this bastard. Gotcha. Anyways, and so I listened to it, and I fell in love, and I've been hooked ever since. And that was four or five years ago? 2016. I haven't been on it nearly that long. Nope, you have not. You've been on it for about a month. Yeah, I was more than that. I'm sorry. What time did you watch Disney Plus's Hamilton? The minute it dropped. Mm-hmm. What time was that? Two thirty in the morning. Two thirty this morning. Mm-hmm. And how long is the musical? Almost three hours. Almost three hours. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So about five o'clock, you called it a night this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And guess who was up and at him at fucking seven? Not you. Me, bitch. Yeah, you were. Somebody's got to pay these fucking... I was there at eight. Oh, not late. It was a little late. You were late. Thirty minutes late. Boss wasn't texting me asking where I was, so I wasn't that late. Yeah. If he texted me, you're in trouble. Should make it before he gets on your ass. You're fine. So, yes, I did a horrible thing. I just went to go... Okay, I, mm-hmm. I was laying in bed. <laughs> you knew exactly what you were doing. And I was looking just... I was like, I wonder if it's dropped yet. You were probably on TikTok. I was curious. And so I went and looked, and it it was there, and it said play. And my finger just did this thing, and it just clicked play, and I kept trying, trying to tell it not to, but it did. And once it starts, you can't really stop. So, yeah, I did that. You're, an, you're a liar. I'm not lying. There I was an intermission where you could have quit. You could have gone, I'll save the second half for tomorrow. No way. You yes, can't you do that. Yes, you can. No, you can't. That's why there's an intermission. No, an intermission is just to give you a break. So I took that minute and I said, this is probably a bad decision, but I'll worry about that shit later. 
What time did you get up today? I got up at 10. Unbelievable. I did. I got up at 10. Unbelievable. Because... I was already neck deep in it by then. Well, I had to take Bella to the vet, so... Your poor puppy got allergy shots today, though. She's sleeping. She didn't give a shit about us. Scoop. Oh, God. What were we talking about? Lynn. Lynn Hamilton. Lynn Manuel Miranda. So try that one again. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Manuel. Man. He does, He says manual. Like a manual stick shift. That's with an A, not an E. That's how he says it. I think he's wrong. You think he's wrong? Yeah. Maybe you're hearing him wrong. Maybe, but whatever. Fine. <laughs> you decide how his name's supposed. To, you know what? Send him an email. I will. I'll Say, tell listen. Him. I know you're one of the most beautifully orchestrated and imaginative Broadway directors alive right now, but I think you're fucking wrong. <laughs> See how that million That's what his kid up. said. His kid doesn't like Hamilton. Kids don't know shit. Kids also think that, that taking out the trash is a fucking novelty. Because they're like, oh, I'm gonna do what daddy does, and they take the trash out. And their parents are sitting there like, fucking idiot. We're gonna go and do all these chores. Cause, and we're going to pay them a nickel. They're child workers. That's why you have kids. So you so have, have to, someone to grab so you a beer. You don't have to do everything anymore. <laughs> Lynn, he has been nominated for 82 different awards. Fucking hell. Is there more to that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you had anything you wanted to say, you like to play on the tangent? 82 awards. Yes. Doesn't sound that fucking good to me. <laughs> nominated. Great. He has 39 wins. That's pretty good. Yeah. I suppose that's more than I have. How many wins do you have there? I haven't done anything with my life yet, so (laughs) I suppose none. Not not much? I won Best Featuring Actor in my Billy Goat play. Liar. I did. I was the cutest little shit up there. Little shit sounds right. I know about cute. How you feel doing a solo podcast, huh? Yeah, you do this shit by yourself next time. I ain't listening to any dumbass musicals. Go ahead. You know what? I'm done. I'm quitting. Read that shit. We wrote it down for this. I'm quitting. Fine. You know what? You can't quit. You're fired. <laughs> you gonna pay my unemployment benefits? You won't fuck that. We were never on the books. <laughs> this was a charity as far as I'm concerned. I'm <laughs> claiming it on taxes. <laughs> oh, God. How's that straight vodka? It's... Awful. God, you idiot. That's <laughs> what you picked. I didn't feel like actually making anything, and if I ran out, this way I won't run out. It'd be a good thing if you did, though. He won a Pulitzer Prize. I don't know what that is. A Pulitzer Prize? Nope. I don't really know what it is either. Oh, well, sounds very prestigious. I'm just saying, I know. It's a, it is a prestigious award. It's like a Nobel Peace Prize? I don't think it's quite that high. But who but decides that? I don't know. Mr. Nobel? Nobel Junior? Probably dead. Then who decides who get? Is there a committee? I think so. That's dumb. Yeah, I definitely think that there's like some rich assholes that just sit around a table and go, nope, he didn't give enough money to charity. No Nobel Peace Prize. You think they give a shit about charity? Sitting in their fucking golden houses driving their (laughs) golden fucking Bentleys? He's like, his wife isn't hot enough. I think they give a shit about charity. He won three Tonys, which are... Who's Tony? Not... Is he dead? 
just makes it so difficult. Isn't Tony's a... It's made uh, for plays and musicals. Oh, what's the awards for, like, black actors and black actresses? They have, like, a separate... It's like the, the Oscars. BET. The BETs, that's right. He didn't win any BETs? Because there's only, like... Like, 90% of the cast is either... Like, he's Puerto Rican. George Washington is black. Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson are black. Hercules Aaron Mulligan Bird. is black. And Burr is black. Like, it's a very diverse cast. Yes, that was on purpose, though. Eliza is an Asian. Yes, I don't know of what descent, but I know she's of Asian. Well, there's... So... Like, it's very diverse. Surely the BETs, or is the BETs only movies? I think it's only music and movies. Oh. But. That seems odd. Because the whole thing is to be inclusive towards black artists. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know. I would think they would throw them in the running. Because Common usually uh, hosts that. So, Tonys are, that are strictly for plays and musicals. That's like the... Academy Awards for plays and musicals and Oscars, stuff like that. Um, and it's a huge... Do you prefer plays or musicals? Musicals. Mm. Well. Plays seem to get stale. Yeah. I've never... I've been walking around all day singing Hamilton lines. But I, I don't know anybody that sings lines from a regular play. Like, there's no... Like, runs off quotes from Hamlet or Macbeth. Hamilton did it. He's all right. They think me Macbeth, as he says. Any squeeze. So, we were talking about how diverse the cast is. That was actually completely intentional. His whole point of whenever he did this musical was to, his exact words were to tell the story of America as how we look today. Mm. Right. Like, if that all happened today... That's what everyone yeah, would look like. We, the George Washington of that probably would be black. Exactly. And our Alexander Hamilton probably would be from Puerto Rico. And we'd have a guy from Spain, and a guy from Mexico, and, and we'd have a Canadian. And, and all yeah, all sorts of stuff. Because, you know, we're the melting pot, right? Well, so he did that on purpose? Yes. Because I always thought that... It was just because they were better? Yeah. That, uh, you know, Christopher Jackson, who plays George Washington they had five or six guys sing for George Washington and he thought Chris Jackson was the best one. I mean, that role doesn't exactly matter because him and Lynn are very good friends and they do a lot of work together. Well, that was an example, though. But, that, you um, know, I'm, I'm all for, for diversity, but I think that, you know, the person you should have in this role should be the best person for it. His, he didn't say, like, it had to be diverse. His words were, it's called a blind production, which means that it does not see race, uh, sex, or anything like that. Typically, blind productions are based on true stories? Not always, mm -hmm. but it is good to have a blind production because if you have a male that, like a male role that has to hit these kind of odder notes, it's okay for them to put a female in that role that can hit those See, notes. See, I, I feel like the sex confuses you, though. No, because then they dress you properly, they do your hair properly, and it's mm. not off-putting. That's part of costume design and everything like that, yeah. makeup. Like, I can see, I don't think race should play a factor. There but should it, be more skill. But you would think with the story of the foundation of America, the... Because it was all founded by white people. It was all white people, I and mean, then that's how it was. 
and he didn't want it to be like that just another retelling of the story in the exact same way that we've always seen it you wanted it us to be able everyone to be able to relate to it more he hit all the right points of putting uh, people of color and everything like that and he hit all the points of getting people interested in it so if you enjoy musicals and Broadway then you know why not give it a shot there's a lot of buzz around it well I also think it had to do with the kind of music oh yeah I was because when you do a hip-hop musical I was that. and like Angelica has a really long rap and probably quarter of the way through the first act she does the rap about being in love with Hamilton yes and it is impressive extremely just the fact that that she can because every word comes out very articulate you can tell every word where one stops and the other begins she never breaks for breaths it never feels choppy either she she flows together it knocks it out perfectly and I just think that I mean it's obvious with the rap industry today that black people are better at rapping than white people and I don't know why or what that is but it's the common fact about it. It is. So if you're going to have a rap musical, you're better off having More. black actors and actresses to play those roles. And to hit those. Yeah. Yeah, those runs. But uh, what I was saying was, you know, he hit the mark of musicals. Hey, there's a lot of buzz around this musical. If you're into them, you're going to give it a shot and you're going to like it. Because it's completely different. Yeah, he played to a lot of different... Um, yeah. Different, different demographics. Yeah, so then if you're into history, oh, give it a shot. It's about American history. That's why I do. That's, yeah, that's why Lanham gave it a shot. And then if you're into hip-hop and rap or anything, why not give it a shot? You might learn something in the process, which I know I learned a lot from this musical. Did you? History-wise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a story of, of someone that their story never gets told. Exactly. So nearly every fact was... New to me, you know, I didn't know that George Washington, and I figured George Washington had a guy writing correspondence for him. Had no fucking clue who it was. Figured it was just some, some dickhead that was following around. Exactly. And so, you know, they hit all the right points of, if you're into just about, if you're kind of interested in one of these things, you're most likely going to enjoy this musical. Why not give it a shot? Yeah, it definitely wasn't, you know, you need to like all three. You need to like hip-hop, you need to like musicals, and history. Because that's not the case at all. No. If you like one or two of them, then you're in. Exactly. And even if you only are somewhat interested in one, if you're somewhat interested in musicals and you hear the buzz about this, why not give it a shot? Yeah, give it a shot. Shit. Exactly. I mean, if you have Disney+, Plus, go ahead. And if you don't, then you have Apple Music or Spotify. Listen to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's an incredible story. And the, the way they're able to, like my favorite kind of songs are the ones that tell a story. And, you know, old country music's the best at it, like, Fancy or Old mm. Red oh. or uh, Austin, Austin, you know, shit like that, where they're telling a story. It's not just, you know, I got my big truck, I got my big truck and my cold beer, beer and my big titted woman, or you know, it's not a today's rap song where it's I got a lot of money, I got a lot of hoes, and I got a lot of money and I got a lot of hoes. Exactly. But it, it tells a story, you know, especially like uh, like NWA songs told a lot of stories, Eminem songs told stories. Jay Z told a lot of stories. These these kind of founders of hip hop. And we broke away from that. It's yeah. Well, hip hop started on, you know, as kind of 
uh, more like anthem music, especially with NWA. You know, it was something that that uh, black people could get behind at the moment. There wasn't, you know, and nowadays every demographic, every personality is portrayed somewhere in music. Yes. It didn't used to be like that. There wasn't someone, there wasn't music for the kind of people that grew up the way Dre and Ice Cube and Easy E grew up. And so they brought it to the forefront. And so that's been the whole point of rap, I think, is that... Since. Since then, yeah. Is, it's a way to tell a story. It's a way to get your message across. It's not just about guns and hoes and money. It's, it's about having something to say and it being the best format to say it. And it's exactly what Lynn did. And he knew that this story, which the Founding Fathers have never been considered a, a story you can tell in hip-hop and rap. No, because they're white. Right, but it's somehow the best way to portray that story and, and the, the lyrical genius of the music. Yes. How, you know, he is able to tell an accurate story. He doesn't, he doesn't make up shit. He's not lying. It, it all makes sense and it rhymes and it's quick paced and the beat it's you know, fun hip hop is something you, you kind of nod your head to you feel it more than you kind of listen to it mm-hmm. and the fact that he could do that in a theatrical setting opened the door to more people being open to it I think yeah I think you know I think at first a lot of the uppity higher ups of Broadway I don't think they were for it at first. Because, well, this isn't the way we do it. Nope. But who That's gives a shit about how you do it? struggle to get it yeah, out there. Yeah, so just to get it off the ground. You know, who gives a shit how we have done it? It, it matters what's the best way to do it. And he so, figured it out. Yeah, I'm sure he fought him tooth and nail of a hip-hop musical. He thought it was the dumbest shit ever. Don't, don't bring that shit to my Broadway stage. Mm-hmm. But the proof that it works... It's the biggest musical of all time. Yes. And Broadway's been around before movies. Yeah. Broadway's been around forever. You know, New York was one of the biggest founding cities of the United States. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had Broadway since then. They talk about a guy going to a Broadway show in Hamilton in the 1700s. And the fact that it can still evolve even today. It can become something new. It can integrate new parts to it, new ways of getting your message across I think that I hope that it opens the door to Broadway being a little more open because I feel like Broadway is very centralized very traditional yeah traditional very you know this is what we do this is what a Broadway musical is Mm -hmm. not a little bit more not a little bit less this is it yeah and Lynn's kind of kicked the doors in and decided well I'm gonna do it like this and I'm gonna do it and and people are going to like it. Jesus Christ, if it's not the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was I'll a hell of a rant. Yeah, it was. I want to talk about um, the character switching. Right now? Yeah, why not? What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Burr. Aaron Burr. Sir. That son <laughs> of a bitch. Okay. Leslie Odom Jr. Yes. Can we just pause for a second? This dude has got some pipes. That was a moment of silence for Leslie Odom Jr. Holy shit if he's not one of the best fucking singers I've ever heard. Absolutely. My God. And his stage performance? He's incredible. Amazing. Do you know how long he's been doing Broadway? I have no idea, actually. 
but all what I do know from watching him in this, he made me so emotional. He's supposed to be the bad guy in this story, right? I mean, he's the guy that kills. He kills the main character. Alexander Hamilton. I mean, he he's the bad guy, and he even says that is I'm the villain in your history books. He says those exact words, but you still feel bad for him at the end. You still feel for him, and he played a great villain. He was the narrator of the story, so we followed him through everything while he followed Hamilton through everything. There was something we saw. There's a moment where Hamilton has to choose: Do you endorse Thomas Jefferson for president or Aaron Burr? And both his, men are standing at each side his of the stage, and Hamilton's in the middle, and he decides to go for Jefferson. And you can see it in Burr's face, how he turns. Hamilton Burr was the first man that Hamilton met when he came to the state, when he graduated college. Got he was college? trying to graduate college. He was college trying to early. graduate college. He came over from the Caribbean with nothing but the shit on his back. He met Aaron Burr. They fought next to each other during the Revolution. They were lawyers together in the same building. That they had been the longest of friends for like thirty years, mm-hmm. and the betrayal, on and all props to the actor, for you could see it, and then it starts to turn where oh I see why Aaron Burr shoots him. Yes, and yeah, in, in you that get one it. moment, you know, because I feel like in a lot of movies, you know, where a good guy goes bad, a lot, especially a lot of Marvel movies, you know, we have the movie. There's the main character, and then there's the side character. Where oh, we kind of watch him, and oh, the good guy kind of beats him down uh, undirectly, and oh, he kind of is on the worst for wear, and then just snaps, and now he's the bad guy. It wasn't like that. This it felt like much that. more real. Yeah, it was. Well, and it was. It was kind of like that because he was the good guy up until then. They had had a conversation about how Burr was running for president. Yes. And he was like, "Well, best of luck, buddy." And then you kind of you can see it snap, and that's where you go, "Oh." I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Because he's standing there, the scene that he's talking about, he's standing there, and he is, like, they're both just looking out, waiting for Hamilton to make his decision. And as soon as Hamilton says that he picks, he endorses Jefferson, Burr, like, he was so excited, waiting for his friend to endorse him, and he's going to be president, and then he just goes, he freezes. And then you see sweat start to build on his forehead. I don't know how you act out sweat. <laughs> I'm sure it was hot as shit on that stage. Oh, yeah, of course, stage lights are extremely hot. But it looked like there was more sweat than there was before. And the longer he stands there frozen, the bigger his eyes the get. The tension builds. The, his vein starts popping. He, I mean, the whole time, he's just, you see him just slowly losing it. And then it, like he says, it snaps. It's just a click. You know, you see it happening, and then he, right there. And it felt very natural because I would be pretty pissed too if my best friend for what twenty years, thirty. You know, they just all of a sudden was like, no, betrayed you. Yeah, exactly. And he just completely flips, and like the rest of the show, you just see a completely different bird than we've seen the whole time. He was hopeful, and he was the narrator. Yeah. He was always, oh, Hamilton's off doing this. And, you know, he was talking about his his uh, woman that he's chasing and his family. And he, he sings a whole song about his daughter yes. and how proud he is to be a father and how he wants to build the country for her, for her to live in. And then he just red loses it. He sees red. And it is so crazy because you can relate. You're like, ooh, I, I could see myself being in that situation and doing exactly what just, he did. Just having enough of it. He did so good. He really surprised me. 
because I just listening to it, I was like, man, fuck that guy, Bird. Yeah, there's a huge difference in the soundtrack because we had both listened to the soundtrack on our phones before we ever watched the musical, and you don't notice really that Burr narrates the whole thing. You know, I, mean, I guess you kind of pick up on it. You know the guy's voice, but you don't think about it. Mm-mm. You think he's like in a separate room going, just... and this scene happens next. But he's in it. He's involved in the story. And you watch him and Hamilton both grow over the progress of 30, 40 some odd years, and every piece makes sense. And it's, I mean, like I said, like truly shocked us. And the fact they can condense 30 years worth of of life into a into a three-hour musical and it still works you know it doesn't you don't take feel like you, you miss anything uh, it was probably several months that Burr wrestled with this idea of his yeah. friend betraying him before he finally called on the duel but it was maybe a minute and a half in yeah, the musical it was one song. and it, it still felt like a natural progression mm-hmm. it was incredible absolutely I want to talk about the main character the main character? Lynn Manuel Miranda. As Alexander Hamilton. As Alexander Hamilton is your main guy. He's who you start with. The first song is all about how hard it was for him to grow up and, and the horrible life he had before he came to the States and how much he fought and how much he, he just busted his ass day in and day out to, to become what he was. Hamilton was a piece of shit. He was not a good guy. No. In the least sense of it. No, he in in the war he was better. He was he was a little He had a death wish. Well, it was it was more like he had he had a chip on his shoulder. He had something to prove. Yeah, he did. You know, he was the he was the fucking odd man out. And he was always begging Washington for a uh, command. A command. He wanted to command troops, he wanted to fight in battle, he wanted to die on the battlefield in glory. And, you know, Washington was always kind of the... Uh, the father. Maybe the sensible one that had to talk him off the ledge quite a few times. Ooh. Did he have daddy issues because his dad left? I don't hear of men having daddy issues very often, but... He kind of attached just had, to Washington. I think he like, more had parental issues. Just in general? Yeah. Like his, he, his he dad left... He never had someone to tell him, hey, that's not he, a good he idea. Had a, he had a role model issue. That's his problem. Yeah. He didn't have a father. His father left when he was very young. His mother died when he was a kid. He was on his own. And to have someone like Washington, who's a quintessential father figure anyway, but to have Ham- to have Washington put so much faith and pride into Hamilton, and to, that's the first time he ever had that. Uh, I think he, he clung to that, not so much a daddy issue, but more a parental figure issue, you know, in that he never had someone to point him on a path. He never had somebody to ask advice from. Okay. And that, that was the first, Washington was the first person who said, hey, you know, what does he say? Um, and he's someone like you in the white and the low. Yeah, but he says, uh, like, you are destined for greatness. Yes. When they're about to battle Yorktown, he's like, uh, you know, I know that, I know that we can win. I know that greatness lies in you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first time someone's ever said that to him. I know that greatness lies in you. Yeah, I could see that being... And I, a, I think he was the not only... Not an issue, but... The only thing that Hamilton ever had to go, hey, you can do this. Yeah. He was always on his own. That's I fair. think I think that's what it played into. Okay, I see you. That's what you mean. But Hamilton wasn't a good guy. No, he wasn't. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. He was fine in the war. He I mean, was good in the war. He was a little selfish. Yeah. A little prideful. 
But I mean, he he did exactly what he should have done. They probably he was quintessential to winning the war. Yes. He was very important in it. And then he set up the National Bank, he set up the Coast Guard, he did a lot of good things for America, but personally, not a great guy. No. Turned on his friend Aaron Burr. Oh, let's go in chronological order. So, he didn't, didn't spend much time with his wife. Because he was so swallowed up with his job, which, you know... It happens. In a father perspective, I can see that a lot. You know, my dad worked a lot when, uh, when I was growing up. He was always working. And it wasn't because he didn't want to be home or because he didn't give a shit about his family. Because he had to pay bills. Because he cared about his family. Yeah, he wanted to do that for his family. If he didn't give a shit, he probably would have been home drinking beer all day. But he was always busting his ass working. Your dad was always working. Yeah. You know, and and moms too. But, you know, fathers... But but back then, it was up to the father. Yeah, fathers catch a lot of flack for not being there. But it's not because they don't want to. Yeah. It's because, not always, of course, it's a piece of shit fathers. Of course. piece of shit everything. But, you know, they're the provider. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to provide anything at home. And so he was working a lot and not spending time with his wife. And then instead of going and spending a, a summer. summer at the lake with his family and his in-laws and everything, which was a really good, would have been a really good thing for him, he decided to stay home. Because he had to get his financial plan through Congress. If he didn't, he was going to lose his job lose any benefits, lose any income, mm-hmm. and his family's going to be fucked. Now, a little bit of that, his dad is, a little, his father-in-law was loaded rich. Yes. It's like the greatest showman. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how we'll make money. No, it's uh, like Tombstone. The end of Tombstone, when Wyatt Earp comes to that actress, and he's like, I have no idea how we'll make a living, and she's like, my family's fucking rich. And he's like, oh, great. Like, he, they could have, he could have lived off his father-in-law. But he didn't want to. But he didn't want to. He wanted to make something of himself. That was his whole character arc. Anyways, and so, instead of going on this summer trip with his family, he stays home. And one night, he hasn't been sleeping a whole lot, and he decided... No, not he decided. He got coerced into cheating. You don't get coerced into cheating. Uh, He was going to go home. This woman, Mariah Reynolds, she comes to his door saying all these things about how her husband's cheating on her and beating her and all these awful things. And she was like, I'm all alone. I don't know what to do. And so he gives her some money that he had put away and walks her back to her house. Whenever he gets there, in his exact words, she spread her legs. And told him to stay. Yeah, see, uh, I blame it more on her than him. But he was the married one, so... So is she. Yeah, but I think she really gave a shit about it. And he cheated on his wife with her and did so for a while. Then that woman's husband found out and extorted him for over $1,000, which back then, that's a shit ton of money. That's a fucking million dollars now. And extorted him for all this money... And they said... When he, he makes the comment, I gave her 30 bucks. $30 in 1780? In, in the close to the 1800s, Was yeah. probably a few grand now. Yeah. That's insanity. How fucking rich was this guy? Who knows? I think he was pretty goddamn rich. I mean, probably. That's wild. But then how do you know how much to pay somebody? 
you start again. Yeah, like how much do you pay the treasury? The s- treasury department. Yeah, they were making all that shit up. So, cheats on his wife. Cheats on his wife, and the husband extorts him, and he's like, "If you don't pay me, I'm gonna kill your wife." Blah blah blah. So he pays him, and we think, "Oh, that's all done. We'll be fine." Well, Burr gets no. Burr, Jefferson, and, and Madison, Madison find are, out. They're pissed off at him, so they go and dig up dirt. They find out, and Hamilton's like, "No, like that. I didn't. He, they thought he was stealing money." From the treasury. From the treasury. Like, from the government. And he was like, no, like, this is what happened. He showed them the letter and everything. And they were like, the nobody will know what we know. And they were like, but uh, rumors always grow, right? Because that's how they talked back then is sideways. and. <laughs> Dude, the founding father were children. Oh, yeah, they were so childish. They would slam each other in the paper. Uh-huh. They yeah. talk shit in a fucking newspaper. Yeah. They, that's how they aired out their dirty laundry. And so, in Hamilton's attempt to not have that happen to him, he decided to write what he call, what everyone calls the Reynolds pamphlet. He, he plays in the fact that if everyone knows, they can't use it against you. Exactly, which is fair. It works, except when it ruins your entire life. And this Reynolds pamphlet included all the letters that Mariah Reynolds had been sending him. It basically, he published it in the paper of, hey, I cheated. I didn't use a single dime of government money. He cleared his name. Of that. In the process of ruining his marriage and permanently His chance at ever being president. Everything. And never even said anything about it to his wife before he published it. I would have rather just the rumor be that I was a cheater. Yeah. If they can't prove it. Yeah, that's true. Then it doesn't exist. But he was an idiot. Yeah, that was So dumb. he did that, and he let his son go to a duel. Yep, got his son killed. His son died. Told his son not to shoot the guy. Yep. And so the guy shot him. And then betrayed his best friend. Mm-hmm. Not a great guy. Not a great guy. Great character to follow. Yeah, I mean, he really did make something out of himself. I mean, and then shit on he's him. He's on the currency. Yeah. There's like, there's like five people that made it on the currency. Washington, Lincoln, Hamilton. Uh, the 20 is Jackson. Mm-hmm. The 50 is... Mm, I don't see 50s very often. Uh, Grant? I don't remember. I think it's uh, Ulysses Grant, the president during the... Or he was a general during the Civil War, and I think he was president after Lincoln. I don't know. And then the hundred is Franklin. Yeah. So there's two that weren't presidents. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think it says something. Which was which? Do you think was first? Do you think Franklin made it on before Hamilton? No. You think Franklin was first? Probably no, I think been. Hamilton was first. Hamilton was first. See, I no, because, like, no, think about it. But I feel like they did the smaller bills first, too. That's what I'm saying. They wouldn't have 100 bills before tens. No, but Lincoln was way after Hamilton. I wonder if it was someone else before. Maybe. Did we just not have $5 bills? Maybe. Well, I'm sure our currency is different. Like, we didn't use cash forever. It was all coin. Yeah, that's Even true. Even into, like, the 1900s, it was mostly coin. Yeah, that's true. And then bills. Yeah. So maybe it was all done at once. Maybe. Hmm. 
Gotcha. Anyways, um, who do you want to talk about next? Ever? I want to talk about the character changes. Oh, we're going to get there. Well, what do you want to Why don't ask me that? Our standout performances. Okay, go ahead. Ooh, I talked about Burr. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Um, so, the women. There's really three main women in the musical. That's pretty much it. I mean... Who else? I mean, kind of, because Peggy's not really... I count her as one, but she's Mariah Reynolds. Yeah, but I mean, they're not really, like, main. They're both side. Right, right. So there's the Skylar sister, Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. And then Peggy goes on to play Mariah Reynolds, who Hamilton cheated with. And those and we'll three women... we'll get into women, that shit show in a minute. Those three women can motherfucking sing. <laughs> and Angelica might have been the best voice on stage. You think so? I think it was between her and Burr. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I love Hamilton. I love his performance. I didn't think Lynn was a great singer. He's not the best singer. I, I didn't think so. Now, that entire, entire development owes everything to him. Yes. He wrote the goddamn thing. And props to him for, you know, being selfless enough to go... I don't only want I don't want to be the best singer you know if I go out there and I am the best singer that's fine but I'm going to find the best people I can yeah you know obviously he probably knew he knew Chris Jackson was good yeah he knew that Leslie Odom Jr. was great he he knew that Leslie Odom was probably better than him yeah he was and he didn't give a shit because he just wanted it to yeah, succeed it, he, he didn't play his ego into it Mm-mm. and that's how you become successful yeah is that you surround yourself with people that are better at your job than you. Because it makes you want to And be it better. elevates yourself. So, yeah, I think I think Burr and Angelica are pretty neck and neck. You can make an argument for each as to who was the best. See, because I want to say Eliza was, I mean, her voice. Yeah, but uh, that rap, though. Angelica's I Yeah, I get that. Satisfied See, rap? like, Angelica's a powerhouse. That was incredible. But Eliza, she's got that very feminine, flirty voice that. But it wasn't is just beautiful. powerhouse. Like she wasn't just belting the whole time. Like she had the articulate skill yeah. to rap that fast. I, I get it. I think I think she might have been the best. I probably get with the Burr. The Burr right. had more parts. That's the thing. Burr narrated the whole thing. He had two or three songs that were just him. Yeah. He he had a lot more moments to shine. He did. Damn, did he great. shine? Uh, Christopher Jackson played George Washington. If you feel like you recognize him, he's on the TV show Bull. That comes on CBS. On CBS about a, what are they called, trial analyst? Something like that. They, trial they, psychology? They, yeah, he's like a trial psychologist. He's based on what Dr. Phil used to do. It's a pretty good show. But he's one of the uh, like law consultants on there. And he's great on that show, too. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, God, I know that voice. And then I saw him. I was like, son of a bitch, that's, what's his face from Bull? Yeah. He's great. His, his right hand man is one of the best songs. Meet Me Inside. Meet Me, in- eh, Me Inside's pretty good, but my, mainly for Lynn. And uh, History Has Its Eyes on You, One Last Time. Oh, One Last Time. I bawled my eyes out. That's great. Like, his performance is incredible. He's, you can see him crying. Yes. He gets so involved in the character and so emotional with the lyrics and what's happening that that he loses himself in it, and it's incredible to watch. Yes. Uh, I'd say, and then Eliza's incredible. Eliza has Burn, which is probably one of the most 
It's definitely the most kind of heart wrenching song. Um, no, it's, it's probably not the, the most saddest song on there. No, it's not. What's sad? It's quiet. Uptown. Quiet uptown. But no, it's probably as a woman, it's one of the most relatable songs probably, <laughs> because no, because <laughs> almost every woman has ever been cheated on before, and that's her, it's her response to be like finding out that way that he had cheated, and she's just sitting there and she's burning all the letters that he had wrote her. And it's so impactful, and there's so much hurt and emotion in her words. It it was one of my favorites for a while. I got it. What were we saying? Burn. Yes. Burn was great. Burn, I think, might have been the first song you showed me. Yeah. I think when you were like, you gotta listen to this shit, and it was Burn, and I was like, oh, another fucking Carrie Underwood singing about... Breaking trucks and slashing tires and burning letters. Oh, whoop de fucking do. That shouldn't have been the first song you showed me. I know, but it's so good. Should have been Battle of Yorktown, probably. Mm, maybe. That'd been a good first one. Anyway, yeah, she she was incredible. Whenever Philip dies, her scream. Yeah, that's something you don't get in the soundtrack. She screams after he passes, and it is gut wrenching. Yes. I mean, if you weren't already about to cry or crying, that scream whenever he dies will just pull it out of you. And the scream at the end, too, when Hamilton dies. I didn't expect that either. Me either. Mm. Awful. And she, what I think she did so well was the emotional aspect of it. Uh, yeah, I know I'm on the sidelines because I'm a woman. But I still feel everything, and she showed that really well. When Angelica was big on, you know, refusing to be a sideline character. Yes. She was pushing her way in. In an age where women were not supposed to really leave the house. And they weren't supposed to be reading. No, yeah, they weren't supposed to be fucking reading. She she was big, you could tell, in the, uh, you know, she had read Common Sense by Thomas Paine. She said that she was going to... Yeah, I talked to Thomas Jefferson about... Putting women in the seat. Putting women in the Constitution and shit like that, because all men are created equal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, she was she was big on it, too. I thought that was, a, was an interesting. I don't know how accurate that was. I don't either, but... But I think it was, it was, really cool it was a great thing to include. Yeah. All right, now let's get to your character flipping. Yes, the flipping. All right, here's something you won't notice if you listen to the contract, or the soundtrack. Yeah. There are four... Yes, four There different. are four actors... The three actors and one actress that play a role in Act One and play a completely different character in Act Two with nothing but a costume change. And, and the guy change. Uh, not Lafayette. Yes, he did. No, he still got that big ass. In uh, the Act One, he had a ponytail. There's still that big ass fuzzy fro. No, you could see it every day. No, it was a ponytail. I I saw it right off the bat. Anyway, it's. It's something you don't really notice unless you're trying to really pay attention in the soundtrack because, well, Lafayette, one, is he sings it with a French accent. Yeah. And then Jefferson, he sings with a regular accent. Um, Peggy doesn't really get any signing, any singing parts. And then she plays Mariah Reynolds. And Which, she gets a lot of singing parts. Can we talk about her voice for a second? Yeah, so when they introduce the Schuyler sisters, Angelica and Eliza are just these fucking bell tones of yeah. powerhouses and Peggy just has this raspy ass Peggy Peggy and she screams through the fucking she's getting chased off the stage 
And that's but it. then she comes back as Mariah Reynolds, and she tears that fucking place down. Yeah, she does. I mean, she's got that, like, really low, sultry voice. She's incredible. Yeah, it was... And that fucking scene. It's a little steamy. It was steamy, dude. Yeah. It was wild for people wearing, you know, button-up jackets and, and corsets. It was kind of hot. It was really cool to I'd watch. I banged Mariah Reynolds back in the day. Oh, my God, shut up. So, John Lawrence in Act 1. He was one of Hamilton's best friends. He fights with him. And then he actually dies in South Carolina. He gets killed fighting British soldiers. After the war. Yeah. Whenever they were being sent out of town. And then he comes back as Philip, his son. Yeah, that was Which weird for was me. very off-putting. Well, because the first time we see him play Philip... He's supposed to be a little kid. He's supposed to be nine years old. And he's, like, bouncing around like a little kid. But he's, like, the same height as... as Hamilton, and, it's and he's like running up to him and hugging him. It's, it's a grown man. That was probably the only off-putting thing yeah, about that was all weird. the characters flipping. And then Hercules Mulligan in Act One, he's this like very gangster, very gangster, very nasty in yeah. your face, and he scream rap, kind yeah, of thing. And very, very hard. And he's very talented, very talented he's good. with his rapping. But then in Act Two, he is Madison. James Madison, and he's very stoic and very prim and proper. Very stonewall kind of. Very cross yeah. your T, dot your I kind Fancy of person. Ass. And I never knew from listening to the soundtrack that that was the same person. Yeah. That's how different his were. And Lafayette and Jefferson, I never knew that because of French accent versus a regular accent. I, you know, I didn't know with regular any. Regular accent, a little entitled there, Miss America. And American accent. <laughs> And it, like, none of these were given away in the soundtracks. Whenever you're watching, you're like, oh, shit, okay, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. And it was really cool. I think I like James Madison better than Hercules Mulligan. See, I liked Hercules Mulligan. He was fun. He's just a little too much. He's fun. Me. But James Madison was funny. Yeah, like, whenever he was, like, crying after mm-hmm. his quiet up there's, there's more comedic tones that you get in watching it that you don't hear when you're just listening to the soundtrack. It's all in the face. Yeah, there's parts where... The big ones I can think of are after the room where it happens, when Hamilton is telling Burr how the real world works, and uh, he's like, you know, Burr had this big song about how he's going to wait for it, and he's waiting for his moment to shine, and in his 15 minutes in the spotlight, and Hamilton just, just chases, and he's relentless, and he tells Burr, you know, you get nothing if you wait for it, and he does like this funny little dance and, and makes the crowd laugh. And it's something that you don't hear, but you can see it, and it really is hilarious. Um, uh, after Philip dies, they have the big sad scene about, it's you know, quiet uptown. it's quiet uptown where Hamilton reconciles with Eliza, Eliza after the cheating and the death of their son, and then James Madison comes back out there, and the actor's crying, and he's like, "Fucking leave me alone!" And he's <laughs> shoving off Madison, no Jefferson, or, uh, Jefferson who is bouncing off the fucking walls, the can't keep his feet time. on the ground. He's hilarious to watch. Yes. Like, because Jefferson pops down and he's like, can we get back to politics? Oh, my gosh, politics. And then Madison's like, yes. And he's like wiping his eyes and everything. And it's so funny. Oh, it's hilarious. And you're not supposed to be laughing at that, you know, because it's it's supposed to be sad. You're supposed to be mourning the loss of this child and everything. And then they're just throwing you back into it because life just moves on without you. It goes on. And I feel like that was a really cool point that they made with that of, hey, this shit's still happening. We can't just sit here and dwell on this. Well, that's exactly what, you know, Eliza does. Yeah. 
I, I quit wasting time on tears. Yep. Um. Here. Yeah, I think Lafayette to Jefferson wasn't that bad, mainly because of the accents. Yes. And Hercules to Madison. Correct. Because they they did something different. Peggy to Mariah Reynolds wasn't that bad. I didn't even notice it until the uh, credits rolled because yeah. she looked completely different. Yeah, she does a, a she does her makeup different. She does a different hair uh, hair different dress, and she actually sings. Peggy doesn't really get any singing. Exactly. And so so you don't never. know you don't hear. Her. But the John Lawrence to fill John it. Lawrence to fill it. That one was I, I didn't it like was that weird. One. Yeah, they should have got somebody else to do. They should have just got another actor for fill it. I think so. And I understand you can't get a fucking nine year old out there. But you just, could, but no, not in a live musical. Yes, you could. But I watched nine year olds do a musical, sweetheart. Well, the ones that actually care about it. They no. Yes. They, okay. You need to do an adult. Okay. But they need to do somebody else. Somebody new. Uh, I, yeah, it was that weird. was the only one that that was the, probably the only thing that I was like mm, about mm-hmm. of the whole thing. It was it was kind of uncomfortable. And you eventually get over it. Yeah, once once Philip becomes like of how adult when age. He dies? Well, he said he just graduated King's College. So he's probably twenty. In in his tw- early twenties. So he's in his early twenties. That one you can justify. He, exactly. The kid looks like he's about in his twenties. Yeah. The actor. But yeah, when he was that when he was nine years old for that one song. That was weird. That was that was the only, that was what I'm saying. Like that was probably the only moment that I was uncomfortable with anything. But other than that, the uh, the switching doesn't bother you that much. And it's, I guess it's essential because you know Hercules, Lafayette, Peggy, and Philip don't or John Lawrence don't come back. They're in Act One and not Act Two. Yeah. And then those other four aren't in Act One. I think that they were written to be switched like that. You think so? I think so. Because the smaller the cast, yeah, I guess the easier. Yeah, but does that not make it harder on the actor? They have to learn two different. I mean, I guess they're learning one role all the way through, but they're having to learn a whole new dynamic. New dynamic. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's basically two different roles. It is two different roles, and they are two different people. You know? But I think it's also a little fun for them because, like, if you're just Aaron Burr, you're just Aaron Burr. You're yeah, just true. consistently just Aaron Burr, but you get to mix it up a little bit every now and then. It's actually kind of refreshing for an actor. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about how it was the greatest musical of all time. It was groundbreaking. There's a reason we're allowed to say that. It's because it... Yeah, that's not our opinion. Yeah, no, that's straight facts. Because the 70th... That's a hard one to say. 70th? 70th. There's not supposed to be a B there. Mm-hmm. 70th. be a D in the refrigerator either. That's fair. The 70th Tonys in 2016, whenever this was first on Broadway, it was nominated for 16 different Tonys, and it won 11 of them. That set the record. I mean, that broke the record completely. And... It won so many things. I'm about to list them off. You ready? Be quick. Be quick? Yes. Best musical. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. as Aaron Burr. Best leading actor. Best leading actress was Philippa Sue as Eliza. Best featuring actor was David... I don't know. David. David Diggs as Lafayette and Jefferson, which we said he was so much fun to watch. Well, all three of those are well-deserved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um... Best Original Score, Best Costume Design, Best Lighting, Best Director, Thomas Kale, shout out, you did an awesome job. What does a director do? Does he just tell them where to be? Director, they help with blocking, which is like 
their movements. It helps them getting off book, and it's 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 everything. Helping mm-hmm. them go through the score of the music and everything like that. How much creative input do you think Lynn had? Like, you think he just wrote the song and handed it to the guy? No. He definitely had a lot of input. Cause That's he was, what I Because whenever you write it, you're like, okay, this is what I had in mind. Now, what do you think? How, I feel like they're really co-directors yeah. and all that. Well, like in movies, like the writer writes something and hands it to the director. Yeah. And that's kind of it. But he was involved. You know, he yeah. was in it. So. That's true. Um, best costume design, which I don't know if that was quite well deserved. Well, you also got to think about what they went up against. I don't know what they went up against. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, mean they had pretty good. Well, they had enough to where you didn't recognize Peggy and Mariah. That's true for that. But, I mean, like, a lot of it was just, like, throwing on a different jacket. Yeah, that's true. To show, like, where they were in time. Yeah, it was kind of hard. Putting in ponytail. Yeah. Uh, best lighting, which I will definitely attest to, was amazing. The lighting was cool. Here's something else. When you're listening to the soundtrack, you're not going to like King George. There's a few songs where he sings about, you know, the Americans are wanting to start a war, the Americans are wanting to break the revolution. I can't believe that Washington's stepping down. They're going to have a, a different person running the country. That was unheard of at the day. And and you really don't... I skip them when I listen to the soundtrack. I don't like listening to it Because he's just, like, bitching the whole song. Yeah. But... Watching the performance of it, he's really funny. Hilarious. Really funny. Um, best choreography, best book of a musical, because with every musical comes a book. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> and so they got best book of a musical, best orchestration. Give me a second here. Right. Put the vodka down. Orchestrations? Or- orchestrations? Orchestrations. That's not how I said. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't, okay. Well, you understand what we're trying to say. The music. Um, and then the nominations. We had a Best Leading Actor for Lin-Manuel. And what's funny is Aaron Burr beat him. Leslie Odom Jr. beat him for Best Leading Actor in his own musical. Which, that year. That year. The year yeah. before, I think. Lin, Lin got it, yeah. Uh, Best Featuring Actor, Jonathan Groff as King George. Uh, Christopher Jackson as Washington, those are both featuring actors. Best leading actress, Renee Elise Goldsberry as Angelica. See, I really think Angelica's performance was better than Eliza's. I, but Eliza won. I don't decide to tell you. No. Nominated for Best Scenic Design for David Corrins. Yeah. He, and they got the Pulitzer Prize in the Drama Department. And Whatever then, that is. And then they got an NAACP Award for Outstanding Group or Collaboration. See, that's... Okay. The NAACP... I thought that was like a... Like a rights organization, kind of like a union type deal. It. Were they? Kind they, of like the NRA, kind of thing. Uh, like you okay. Can, you can be like a member. Where the, yeah, they stand behind you know like oppressed African Americans. Well, it's like a union at a at a job, making sure that your union guys are taken care of. Yeah. It's the same way as making sure that black Their people are taken are care of. Yeah. But there's like a. But they're judging musicals section. They of give it? away awards for different things, and since they involve so many people of color, like so nobody like has before. I guess. I mean, it was just a, it was just like a good. They were nominated for an outstanding group of collaboration. Huh. Excuse me, and they were nominated for top soundtrack for Billboard Music Award, and they uh, got a nomination for best musical theater album for the Grammys. Which that all adds up. That's crazy. That's wild. So much shit, dude. I wonder if Lynn just like turns his phone off some days. Oh, yeah. I think he's constantly getting emails and calls like, hey, we nominated you for this. Hey, you won this award. And he's like, fuck, I just want to eat breakfast. (laughs) I just want to go to sleep. I just want to fucking 
and sleep. No, I just I can't imagine what it's like to like be him because after like in the heights he wasn't even that big of a deal. I mean he did really good and he yeah, won a Tony for awards. it and everything. Yeah, he won a Grammy for it. And still nobody really knew who Lynn Manuel Miranda was and then Hamilton hit and it was a it's knockout. A yeah, it's amazing. It did so much and so yeah, I mean I can imagine what his life is like now. That's crazy. Can't imagine. I heard him say that his whole life now is just people hitting him up for Hamilton tickets. Well, rather than having to sell them. Yeah. Having trouble selling them. That's true. Oh, wow. Well. Do you recommend? Absolutely. Me too. Um, If you're a fan of musicals, you'll love it. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of hip-hop, you'll appreciate it. Mm -hmm. The, The lyrical prospect of it is incredible. It's some of the best rap songs ever written. Oh, yeah. The stories are worth it alone. If you're a fan of history, you'll love it. If you don't like any of those... Still give it a shot. Give it a shot. It's it's amazing. It, it is absolutely worth... And if you have Disney+, Plus, Might as you well. have it anyway. Yeah. And if you don't listen to the soundtrack, you probably have it anyway. You know? It, it's it's well worth... Try Listen to In the Heights after that. If you We kind of went on a pretty big Lin-Manuel Miranda craze. We watched a lot of YouTube videos. And I listened to In the Heights. It was pretty good. Uh, a lot of it's in Spanish. Yes. Apparently, in uh, Washington Heights is a big, uh, like Puerto Rican, Hispanic uh, subdistrict. Subdistrict of, of New York. I think so. Yeah. I'm not 100. So a lot of it's in Spanish, but it's still really good. Um, let's see. Check out Lemon Miranda. Lemon Miranda. Check out check out the dude, Hamilton himself. Oh well, yeah. I I fucking hated musicals, guys. I'll tell you. But um, I gave it a shot. I like history. Um, so, you know, I at least had one aspect that uh, I thought I would enjoy, and I fell in love with it. The performances are incredible. The musical talent and the writing is incredible. If you guys haven't given it a shot, absolutely give it a shot. So, to round out the podcast, uh, let's see. We have an email. Feel free to email in distilled.reviews. Nope, distilled.review.pod at gmail.com. Email in uh, if you got you know some movies you want us to check out or some questions, comments, concerns. If you want to let me know how much of a piece of shit I am, I'm more than willing to delete and report your email. It will not bother me. It won't take much time out of my day. We have... What else are we trying to promote? We've got our Twitter account. Yeah, it is... Patreon. We have our Patreon. I'll get to it. Uh, promoted the email. We have our Twitter account at Distilled Rev because some dickhead already took Distilled Reviews, and he actually like dis- like reviews whiskeys. Sounds kind of fun. Yeah, what a piece of shit. <laughs> I I hit him up on Twitter asking uh, if I promised. I I think I told him. Let's see, if I promised my firstborn will marry his firstborn if he'd let me have that uh, Twitter handle. He hadn't got back to me yet, but, you know. We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated. So, Distilled Rev on Twitter. Hamilton is blowing up Twitter right now. Oh, of course. It just dropped. Let's see. We have our Patreon. Send us some money. Now, what is our Patreon? What's our deal? Oh, it's on your deal. If. What's the name of it? Is it just Distilled Reviews? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, here's the deal, guys. We both work. 
We both pay for this podcast out of pocket. We are hoping to get some sponsors or some ads or some shit just to keep the lights on in the old complex. Patreon deal. Um, if you feel the need to donate Patreon, we will gladly put your money towards most likely alcohol or better audio equipment. And if you do not want to donate, I understand. I probably wouldn't donate to us if I'm perfectly honest. And I wouldn't blame you too much if you didn't. <laughs> so we have our email. We got our Twitter. I think we have an Instagram. No, we don't have an Instagram. I think I made an Instagram. Why did you make I think we distilled reviews on Instagram. Uh, I have Twitter. She has Twitter. You'll never find us. The first person to find us, you must donate to our top tier of Patreon. Patreon is, what is it, just distilled reviews? Just distilled reviews. Distilled reviews. Uh, you'll notice our profile picture of our mason jar with rum, and our profile header is worth looking up alone. Uh, shows the good nights that we have here at, at reviews.distilled. So, Patreon email. I'd like to thank anyone who listened. Uh, it's been an hour and 18 minutes. God bless you. I can't believe you made it this far. I'm sick of talking. I'm sure you're sick of listening to us. I, I'm sick of listening to you, so we live together. So this I'm be crashing fun in a night. friend's house tonight. I'm taking my beer. <laughs> uh, see, we have our previous podcast of Captain America Civil War. We will be putting out another one. We're trying to get on a kind of a weekly schedule, but like I said, we both work. We both have busy lives. We're kind of just doing this shit for the fun of it. About to go on vacation. We're going on vacation. We're going to go to the beach for a week. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll get them out as soon as we can. If you have anything that, uh, you know, any movies in particular you want us to hit up, especially when the theaters open back up when COVID passes. Yes. We'll be checking out Black Widow. Of course. We'll be yes. checking out Kingsman. Have you seen that? Remember the Kingsman movies? Yes. It's about starting the Kingsman. Yes, the first yes, yes, guy. I did see we'll that. We'll be watching yes, that one. We'll probably do, we're thinking about a Mark Wahlberg episode. Yeah, where we just talk about what a tank Mark Wahlberg is. Let us know if that's what you want to hear. Maybe we won't be talking too much about Wahlberg. <laughs> we'll be talking about, um, thinking about doing. Tarantino movies, you know, just whatever, whatever the hell we feel like. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, if you haven't figured out or don't know, there aren't, there aren't any like fucking rules. We kind of so get to do whatever the hell we we'll want. We'll just do whatever the hell we want, um, unless you guys tell us to do something, and then we'll probably do that instead, unless we don't want to. In which case, we will call you out by Twitter handle or email and tell you what a thundering fucking idiot you are. <laughs> Hit us up for any kind of insults you would like us to give. We give away free insults, no cost to you. That's true. We do we will love insult insulting. you, friends, family, strangers. We don't care. I yelled at a young lady on a bicycle yesterday because she wouldn't get out of the fucking road, and I promised her I will run her over next time I see her. So, if we don't make any more podcasts, assume I am in prison for a vehicular manslaughter, <laughs> and the podcast didn't pay enough bills for bail. So, that's probably where we're going to have to record the next episode. Uh, you got anything? Anything you want to plug? Anything I want to plug? If you're in the Texas area. If you're in the Texas area. Let us know. Yeah. Hit us up. If you become fans, we might do meet and greet. Maybe get some merch going. We probably won't, but. Hey, we might. We're we'll, kind of like hateful people, so we probably won't. We'll lie won't, to you. But uh, we might. I'll, I'll, if you send money, I'll send you a shirt. Or not. I won't. But I will happily lie to you about sending you a shirt. <laughs> Uh, if you see any of our friends in passing, be sure to tell them they are a fucking horrible human being. And that it came directly from Distilled Reviews. And if reviews. you don't know if they're a friend of ours, 
they're definitely a friend of ours. Tell them what a piece of shit they are. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pay your taxes. Call your mom. Tell her you love her. She, uh, she did more for you than you'll ever do for her. And you fucking owe her at least a solid martini. Every if not two. Let's see. We got 4th July tomorrow. Yep. Everybody stay safe. Happy Independence Day. Uh, celebrate... Celebrate with alcohol. That's how we'll do it. Of course. Alcohol and barbecue. Alcohol and barbecue. I think that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, check out Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. It is worth the watch. Trust well worth us. the watch. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening. Y'all are awesome. Yep, All ten of you. We know no one heard this, so we're just talking into the air. But... If you are the one person who listens to our podcast, uh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Y'all be safe. Yep. Y'all be careful. See you guys.